Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, there's an upcoming event in July. It's the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. It's going to be an online event, too. I guess you could check it out online when they have this as a conference. Uh, it's an anomalous aerospace phenomena conference. And uh, one of the agenda items uh, that was pointed out to me today by one of my followers on YouTube, Saywon P, uh, talks about on July, Saturday, July 29th, one of the uh, programs, one of the presentations is going to be from speakers Richard Griffiths and uh, Alejandro Rojas, uh, members of this SCU group, uh, which I talked about before in a previous podcast. And one of the things they're going to be talking about uh, is this, a very large UAP crosses the North Pacific observed by five pilots with two photos and a video. And uh, here we go. This is what this is what this is going to be about. Now, this uh, pictures, this these photos and videos not available yet, but I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to see them at this uh, conference, which I, I look forward to. It says here we describe a non-military observation of a UAP by multiple observers with two cell phone photos and a video. The observations are inexplicable on the basis of current human technology because the craft was at least a mile long, glowing against the dark sky, and was moving at about 20,000 miles per hour with no aerodynamic supporting surfaces. There are no corroborating radar or other observations. Upper limits are placed on the gravitational lensing of background field stars in the vicinity of the craft. Future observations of this kind may possibly be used to unambiguously identify extraterrestrial craft and to constrain their propulsion mechanism. Prior to the observations of this large craft, four or five orbs or lobes were seen to maneuver over angles of 5 to 10 degrees in seconds and then go into formation before assembling into the large craft or else going inside of it. So, <clears throat> this is very interesting. Now, this was observed by five pilots. Now, we don't know how many planes were involved. We don't know if they were commercial planes, private pri private planes. We have no, no idea. It's not stated here. I guess we'll learn all about that at this conference. But, I mean, we're talking about, again, uh, an object that's over a mile long flying through the, flying, flying through the air at 20,000 miles per hour. Obviously, uh, humankind has not developed any kind of technology like this. And uh, so, it's, this is extraterrestrial. I mean, you have five pilots that saw this thing, and they have video evidence, and they have uh, uh, photos. So, I, 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 and, and this group here is going to talk about it, and, and they're very interested in, in unlocking the mystery of the behind the UFOs. Uh, the, they, there are some scientists in the world, obviously, like the people that are members of this SCU organization that are interested in it. By the way, SCU had recently requested to get some of the data that Arrow's looking at because they want to look at it too uh, privately. They want to be able to try to study the, the data that the United States military has been amassing over the years. And they want to look at some of those things too that Arrow's looking at right now. And then, you know, of course, provide their uh, their uh, observations to the government after they're, they've concluded their investigations as well as to the rest of the world. These people are interested in talking about this in a public manner these are scientists that uh, don't obviously don't believe in covering this whole uh ufo business up 
But anyway, here's their mission statement. I think I read this before because when I did talk about them, I, I brought this up before. They they are uh, studying this and they were requesting that uh, data from, from the government. Anyway, it says the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies is a think tank of scientists, researchers, and professionals stretching across organizations, governments, and industries to scientifically and publicly explore anomalous phenomena known around the world as UAP, UFOs, USOs, and OVNIs. Uh, their, uh, their work is, is we conduct, promote, and encourage the rigorous scientific examination of unidentified aerospace phenomena, commonly known as unidentified flying objects. We utilize scientific principles, methodologies, and practices in the study of unidentified aerial phenomena observed and reported around the globe. We provide scientific case analysis to support witness cases, other scientific organizations, and government entities who are looking for the certitude of facts for this phenomenon. <clears throat> of course, I will leave the uh, <clears throat> the link for their for their website as well as uh, a link to uh, the events that are going to happen over uh, the the last weekend in July, uh, and including the one that I was just that, that we're talking about here about this uh, uh, object that's over a mile long that travels at over twenty miles twenty thousand miles per hour over the North Pacific Ocean. Uh, that was seen by five pilots, by the way. So despite uh, the cries of debunkers, I mean, the evidence still continues to pile up. Uh, there's something here on this planet. There's an, there's an extraterrestrial presence here. Uh, there was something other, there was some other interesting thing that I just came across today. This was something that was posted on Twitter by uh, UFOB. That's a YouTube channel uh, that I talk about a lot. They have a lot of good uh, videos on there, documentaries, things like that, on uh, older documentaries on UFOs, all kinds of really good stuff. Uh, if, you, if you haven't checked out UFOB, you really should. It's a, it's a great YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, they posted something on Twitter. There was a I, I wasn't aware of this. There's there was some thread. Apparently, it's from from 4chan. It doesn't really state where it's from. But there's this person who claims to have intimate knowledge of what the United States currently knows about UFOs minus the last two years. Now we don't know who this person is. We don't know if this person is just some random, you know, a liar sitting in a basement just writing this stuff up, or if it's an actual person who's decided to go online and and talk about what what he or she knows about uh, what the United States knows about UFOs. <clears throat> And uh, But anyway, this is what this person claims. It says, UFOs are primarily unmanned drones. UFOs are built to spec each time they are deployed. UFOs are created by a mobile construction facility that hides in the ocean. Construction facility destroys anything that comes close to it and will disappear for days when approached aggressively. The United States believes the facility has been active on Earth for at least 100 years or much longer. And then the person asked, you know, told people, hey, if you have any questions, you could ask. Uh, and anyway, there is a uh, <clears throat> an archived page of this uh, of this person talking online. Again, I think it looks, I think it's 4chan. It looks, uh, this thread looks like it's from 4chan. And there were people who asked questions. But regardless of whether the person is is really has insight to what the United States really knows about extraterrestrials or not. Uh, I mean, these are things that a lot of us think about anyway, right? I mean, I, I think that uh, one of the hiding places for their motherships is under the ocean. I mean, obviously, in what we're <clears throat> what these uh, what the SCU is going to be talking about uh, come July during this presentation is the fact that there were five pilots who saw an object that was over a mi at least a mile long and that was traveling at twenty thousand miles per hour. 
<clears throat> and that there were orbs uh, that they saw before they saw this bigger object. They saw these orbs, and then those orbs later connected or went inside the larger object. Uh, this is what people see. This is this this is what's really happening here. This is what's being the, the the truth behind this is being kept from you. People within the government that know more about this are keeping these secrets from you. Now again, whether this other guy, uh, this this anonymous uh, person who claims to have inside UFO knowledge is is again, well, like I said before, if it's re if he's real or not, right? It doesn't really matter. We, we we know that there's something going on. We know that there's large motherships, and we could go back and we could talk about some other incidents, like in the Stevens uh, Stevenville, Texas, back in 20, 2007. There was a gigantic object seen by a lot of different witnesses. But even more so was the Phoenix Lights incident from 1997. There were there was an object that some people described as being the size of multiple football fields that was floating through the sky. Um, uh, and here's an article with regard to that. I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. It says here, uh, uh, dramatic description. One of the dramatic descriptions of the mothership was made by a group of real estate agents who worked with real who worked with real estate in the northern part of the city of Phoenix. In addition, they were able to see the giant disc up close. They estimated that the ship was flying at a low altitude near Phoenix. <clears throat> it was about two kilometers wide. They saw dozens of bright lights on the front edges as well as a row of windows with silhouettes of people. It also seems highly likely that for some reason the giant ship was turning off its lights. As the observers could only see the windows with what appeared to be people shaded in the glow inside. <clears throat> Another family also received a brightly lit view of an unknown UFO and described it its color as blue-black like the color of a shotgun barrel. Among the most reliable witnesses on the first night of the sightings, because this happened over the course of a couple of different nights back in March of 1997, were two pilots, one of whom later resigned from the airline, although they saw the object at different times and in different places. Both pilots described UFOs of enormous size up to the one and a half kilometers long. The plane's captain could also see the city lights of Phoenix reflecting off the bottom of the massive UFO while it blocked out the stars. One of the pilots also filmed the UFO, but it was confiscated during his meeting with the men in black see again the government always has to step in and cover these things up they don't like people to know the reality that not only are there extraterrestrials here not only are they flying around and flying saucers on other triangular objects and who knows all, all different kinds of shapes of objects and all and and even though they're and and also that they're also obviously uh uh, using some sort of ob, uh, orbs as remote probes of some sort. They have those flying around, but they also uh, have these gigantic motherships, right? That, but the uh, government doesn't want us to know that. It's just too much to, for us, for the human race to, to deal with, apparently. So they have to send in the men in black and confiscate proof, video evidence, picture evidence every now and then because they don't want this to get out to the public. But there are, I mean, when you really think about it, how did they get here? They, they didn't all come flying here in little tiny flying saucers, right? You know, 30-foot uh, diameter objects. They didn't. They, there must have been some sort of a bigger object, right, that, that brought them here, right? <clears throat> and uh, hence the motherships that people have seen on, on different occasions. And again, and you have to remember uh, the Phoenix Lights incident. Not only did were the were, these people were witnesses, but actually the governor, not at first, but later on, he came clean and said he saw the object with his own eyes. And he said it was gigantic; it was the biggest thing he ever saw. That's what Fife Symington had said about the object years after after the uh, effect. He didn't want to he didn't want to panic the people at first. That's why he didn't say anything. But then years later, he told the truth and said this thing was the biggest thing I ever saw in my life. 
Continuing here with this article, it says here, in a completely separate case, a group of witnesses reported a huge disc-shaped UFO, which was bigger than the Sun Devil Stadium at Arizona State University. The object hovered above the treetops at the west end of the Sky Harbor Airport runway between 2 and 3 o'clock about two weeks before March 13, 1997. So in addition to this gigantic, this main object that most people saw during the Phoenix Lights incident was this triangular-shaped object, right? It was so big, it was as big as multiple football fields as people stated at the time. There was over a 1,000 witnesses uh, that saw this thing. Uh, in addition, there was other craft that were sighted in the area too. <clears throat> Uh, you have to wonder, you know, like there are some UFO researchers out there like uh, Preston Dennett who believes that these aliens are, uh, they do these, they do they do these shows sometimes every now and then. They're just trying to get the world used to the idea that, hey, you're not the only only things in the in the universe. You're not the only intelligent life out there. And, and guess what? Not only are, are you not the only intelligent life out there, but there are there are other things that came from someplace else that are here right now. Right. That, that's what I think the message might be here. Uh, and then I'm going to go into the military involvement in the Phoenix Lights incident. It was almost inevitable that the United States Air Force would be involved in, the event, in, a, in an event of this magnitude. And the mystery of the Phoenix Lights was no exception. When, the truck driver, when a truck driver was driving on the I-17 freeway from Camp Verde, for, for two whole hours he saw two amber UFOs moving ahead of him to the south. His target was a material manufacturing plant near the United States Air Force Base, Luke. Upon arriving there, he saw the two UFOs were hovering nearby. While his truck was being loaded, the driver climbed onto a pile of materials to get a letter, better look at the two UFOs. He made out two identical amber balls with a, with a white glow. A band of red lights pulsed across the ships, and they hovered over the runway at Luke Air Force Base. Suddenly, two F-16 planes with afterburners turned on turned on, took off from the base. A third plane soon followed, and the three of them headed straight for the hovering UFOs. When the first two jets approached the UFO, the unknown object soared up and disappeared in an instant. Two jet planes flew just in the place where the UFOs used to be. See, again, you see like what happens. We have no... We're completely helpless against these uh, beings. I mean, the, the technology that they possess, the, the objects that they... Uh, that they operate are just we don't hold it we don't have anything that comes close to it we just don't <clears throat> um and uh so and the, and the phoenix lights is just one of those incidents where again it was what, what the bottom line here is it was a gigantic ufo every now and then there's a mothership that we that that's that's sighted and uh and, and, and I guess it, it actually makes sense the fact that there are, were like when a mothership shows up like this o over a populated area, of course, there's going to be over a thousand witnesses. Now, for decades now, we've had debunkers who uh, have made uh, try to say that it's only flare the, the military, you know, trying to say it's all oh, it's only flares. It's uh, don't worry about it. it was nothing. It's all hoax or this and that. You can't you can't you can't pawn this off as a hoax. There were too many witnesses. Too many witnesses that saw this gigantic object, including the governor, Five Symington. So whenever you, whatever you hear, uh, uh, any any debunker or or anybody from the government, anybody from the from the Pentagon, tell you that it was oh just uh, jets flying in formation and uh, flares and and stuff like that. Uh, there's no such thing as extraterrestrials. We have no proof of that. Anytime you hear anybody say that kind of stuff, they're lying to you. Because you had way more, there's way more witnesses to the to the reality that what was hovering over Phoenix back in 1997 uh, was this gigantic. Uh, it, it, in some cases, it was a gigantic triangular shaped uh, craft. 
That's what they saw. Uh, it was, and they, some people said it. They described it as a gigantic boomerang. <clears throat> so that's the reality of the situation. There are motherships here. Where they are, where, where, like after that Phoenix Lights incident, where did that mothership go? Where's it hiding out at? Right? Either it went into space, and if, but if it stayed here, it's under the ocean somewhere, most likely. Uh, I would believe. So I mean, even though that that. The comments that I was talking about earlier from this person who alleges to be uh, a, a former insider, somebody who was who had direct knowledge of what the United States knows about UFOs, whether that person's telling the truth or not, right? It doesn't matter. The ideas that that are presented are, are things that we all think about. Like we all we all we we could speculate on it and think that that's most likely the case because I mean where else are they hiding they're hiding in the ocean you it makes sense and and if they are manufacturing these things uh they would have to manufacture them inside some sort of facility right i mean you just can't yeah i mean they wouldn't be able to do it outdoors somewhere right <clears throat> so it make it all it all makes sense so that's a possibility that actually these craft are being manufactured inside these gigantic facilities that are hiding underwater under the ocean that's that's what that's where they come from and that's where they're hiding out what the ultimate plan is we don't know but there have been ideas some ideas about what the end game here is with all of this and anyway we're going to take a quick break and we when we come back we'll talk about uh where this might all be heading dreaming of a better sleep tossing and turning is not your destiny and ollie is here to help ollie invites you to sink into sweet sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. 
Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Okay, we are back. Uh, one of the earliest, one of the most respected uh, UFO investigators of all time was is the late Major Donald Kehoe, uh, who was a retired from the Marine Corps. Uh, this guy, of course, as a lot of us know, uh, who have studied this, this stuff, uh, studied UFOs, this is a person who had a lot of contacts within the Pentagon. And during the 1950s, he had, he had written several books on, on this uh, topic. And these books are really good. I mean, I, I have uh, some of his books here. I have fly, Right now, I'm, I'm going to re- read a little bit from Flying Saucers from Outer Space. Uh, and anyway, and the, uh, Kehoe had contacts in the Pentagon, and he was working with a lot of different people. So he was getting some a lot of... Because the, the Air Force back then in the 1950s, uh, what they were telling Kehoe, they had no idea what these objects were. They, they, you know, they were trying to investigate them. They wanted to come up with answers for the public. And then at some point during the 1950s, Kehoe noticed that they were starting to uh, pretend that it wasn't real, that they were basically trying to cover this all up, that they wanted to pretend that it wasn't real, that they, there was actually an effort to stigmatize it, and, and, and he, he saw that uh, firsthand. But anyway, he talked about there was a... Uh, in, uh, in, on page 232, starting on that page, there was where he mentions he received this uh, report that was put together by this... Uh, Colonel, Colonel from Intelligence with the with the Pentagon, W. C. Odell. Now I've talked about this before, but this 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 was a what what Odell had put together was a a, a, a speculation on what was going on with these beings because they I mean he had, I guess as far as Odell was concerned he had come to the conclusion that obviously these things aren't human made. I mean we we don't have craft like this, so he had come with he come up with this report that uh, uh, a paper speculating that that the reason they're here is that they're trying to colonize they're here to colonize the planet that's what's going on and he came up with the the paper was called planet earth host to extraterrestrial life now i did talk about this in a previous podcast but it's always nice to revisit this this is i always found this extremely interesting um but anyway according to this book uh according to the the in kehoe's words what what was what odell was stating is uh, if if Odell were right, unknown beings from a dying planet were considering the Earth as a possible haven, a new home in which to perpetrate their race. Possibly, as Odell said, the long survey would prove our world was not suitable. Otherwise, planet Earth might become, willingly or not, a host to extraterrestrial life. Um, he... Uh, <clears throat> Of course, it could be done gradually over a period of years. Even then, the problems seemed enormous, though they might not be barriers to a race which had long ago uh, mastered space travel. How would man in some far distant age go about migrating to another planet? It would depend first on the fate they faced on Earth. There were two theories as to how the Earth would die. According to the first, it would slowly cool, then become frigidly cold like Jupiter and Pluto. The opposite theory held that the Earth will get unbearably hot and finally burn up. Well, let's just stop there for a minute. Uh, Right now, it looks like we're going to get the second option there. Uh, It's going to get unbearably hot and finally burn up. That's what it looks like right now. Anyway, one scientist holding this belief is Dr. George... Gamow, author of 123 Infinity and professor of theoretical physics at George Washington University. In Gamow's opinion, the sun is producing more energy and constantly expanding. At the last, our globe will be destroyed in a tremendous explosion. 
Well, then it goes on to talking about how we might be destroyed. Uh, But I guess the bottom line is the book talks about how eventually the earth might become uninhabitable to us and we might have to go somewhere else. But what if right now what's going on here is the earth is looked at at, by extraterrestrial beings as someplace where they could go because maybe their planet, wherever they came from, is, is on its way out. So that's possibly what's going on here. And maybe for all we know, maybe this, you know, they've been working all these decades, like since the, since 1947, when they showed up in force, that they've been working all these decades, basically to uh, prepare the planet for them. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how everything else plays into it, alien abductions and all that kind of thing. I don't know. But I guess, okay, at some point there's going to be a takeover, I guess. If, 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 if like, for, like some people like Dr. David M. Jacobs, who's studied alien abductions, says that what's going on is they, they're, they're basically creating this hybrid race of beings and uh, they're going to be integral when the when the time comes for this massive takeover they're going to play a part in this uh, when the when the time comes for the aliens to take over the planet they're going to play a part in this these these uh hybrids that are living among us um it's it's fantastic to to think about but uh it could be i mean let's let's look at Let's look. Let's consider the situation here. I mean, I I I, I want to point out. Okay, you look you look at how everything has gone down. 1945, World War II is coming to an end. We 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 come up with uh, the United States uh, develops the atomic bomb. We drop two of them on on Japan. The world world the war is ended. Within two years, it seems like the flying saucer activity picks up, especially in 1947. There's always been stuff seen here and there over the decades, but in 1947, of course, uh, you know, starting with Kenneth Arnold's sighting of nine objects over Mount Rainier in the state of Washington, uh, things seemed like they never let up after that. Like it seemed like there was a show of force actually. Uh, <clears throat> for all we know, maybe the atomic bomb blast had nothing to do with it. It just was the timing. The timing was just coincidental. Maybe these beings showed up in force back at that point and they're looking over our planet, right? They're, they're, they're checking it out like uh, tenants looking at their new abode. Right, maybe that's what the whole thing has been about, right? So then they're trying to figure out, okay, how are we gonna uh, take over this planet? How we, we, you know, I mean, I guess some people will say, well, they could just all blow us all up, but then they would be destroying the planet, you know. Uh, they don't want to do it, do things that way. Maybe they, maybe uh, uh, they want to try to get rid of us in more of a humane way. You know, it would be uncouth actually to just to you know wipe us all out and, and in the meanwhile actually destroy the whole planet. You know, if they wanted to use some sort of advanced weaponry that just disintegrates everything, well then there's nothing really here left for them. Right. So then, and, and on top of it, maybe they they have they, they think they they look at us and they think well, you know what these these beings ain't worthy anyway. Look at how violent they are. Right. Look at the way they treat each other. So you know what? We'll we'll take our time in this takeover. Maybe that's what's been going on all these decades. Uh, so, so then you know, in the, in the late fifties, early sixties, the alien abduction phenomenon starts picking up some steam, right? And then by the seventies and eighties, it's big time, right? Oh, there's a lot of people. There's all these people who are having these experiences where they're getting abducted. Uh, and it's and it seems to be for some kind of a hybridization program. And now, according to David Jacobs, there's these beings living among us, right? And and uh, these hybrid, these part alien, part human, that are among us. And at and at some point, the aliens, uh, which are seemingly are controlled at the top by these praying mantis type beings, at some point they're going to take over completely, right? And with the with the, the aliens with those with those praying mantises in charge are going to take over the planet completely right and and the 
the facilitators like on the ground, the boots on the ground will be the hybrids that are among us already. And probably some of the abductees who have no idea that they're already, they're pre-programmed like computers to, you know, you hear this stuff in, in a lot of the alien abduction literature that these, some of these people are, 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 are told that at some point they're going to be acting as crowd control, crowd control. You know, they're being trained to be the, the control crowds. Now, again, we don't know if all of this is all, we're not even sure if uh, if all of this is true. We just don't know. It's all speculation. But when you consider what the situation has been over the last uh, 75 years, right, this could be the case. And for all this time, and and we're and they're not all, all the alien beings that are planning on living here, they're, maybe they're not even here yet. Maybe it takes, maybe it does, you know, it takes a long time to travel, you know, who knows how many hundred million, hundred, a million, millions of years through light years through space to get here. So maybe the, uh, a certain, the, the, the ones that are here, right. The, 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 uh, the, the most, uh, prevalent ones that seems to be the, the gray aliens, con- which are seem to be controlled by the, uh, the gray aliens and, and reptilians, some reptilians, which seem to be controlled by the praying mantis ones they, they seem to be the prevalent ones here they seem to be the ones that are behind the uh, abduction phenomenon right so uh and and it would make sense that they would be also be behind uh if they're insects right the, uh and and even reptilians reptilians well so some of them are carnivorous too maybe that's why that explains the cattle mutilations right so it's all it's all working toward this goal of basically taking over the planet and 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 they're waiting for their comrades that they found this place years ago and they're still waiting for the rest of their uh kind to show up here and at that point maybe that's when the the change will come as dr david m jacobs stay uh suggests that at some point in the future based on his uh analysis of uh, alien abductions and and things that abductees tell him during hypnotic regression sessions that uh they're gonna there's gonna be a takeover then that that's when the take the, the change is that's called the change it's been referred to sometimes as a big change is coming and that's what then that's what we're, we're working toward that and we don't even know it and maybe maybe that's one of the, that could be a reason again this could you know the united states government and other governments of the world are have been secretly studying this and maybe are aware of something up to this effect and are trying to come up with ways uh secretly privately to, to prevent the change from happening when it does happen and and they maybe they feel that that's why they can't tell anybody because if they tell anybody the world will panic and they'll realize oh my god Right. Oh my! You know, a lot of people would freak out, thinking, "Oh my God, uh, there's aliens here, and at the, at some point they're going to take over the world." And, and but it's unknown exactly how they're going to do that. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of people out there who are going to completely. I mean, this again, this is all pure speculation and a theory. I, it doesn't make me right. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just throwing it out there. There are a lot of people out there who think aliens are friendly and that they're here to help people, but then a lot of people say no. It's not, they're not, I, I, the bottom line is I have no idea, right? I don't know how, I don't see how anybody could actually know, you know, there's a lot of people that say that, well, you know, every time I've experienced people who are contactees of of extraterrestrials, they, they, you know, brought on board or they're they're allowed to, they're shown how to fly a flying saucer thing. You hear stories like that. Again, I I don't know what's going on though. I don't know if if they're here for good or evil or or maybe both, or maybe it's indifferent. I have no idea. Again, this is all just a theory. 
but maybe that's what's going on. They're hiding out in the oceans right now. There, 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 there's some kind of a plan, a plot unraveling all these decades. We're, we're, we're just most of the world is not aware of it. People within certain uh, within governments, uh, in certain factions of governments that have been that are privy to this knowledge uh, that that's been obtained from uh, recovered craft and and uh, dead alien beings. They they've come to conclusions like this, and they're they're probably not even completely sure. But then again, then there's other people that say there's aliens actually working with the government. And there, there's so many different theories. We just don't know. This is just one of them right? that I'm throwing out there. We have no idea really what's going on behind the scenes because our governments continue to keep keep it a secret from all of us. And all, all we're, we're left with just wondering about it. We're just in the, all of us are pretty much in the dark. All I could tell you is this. I know that it's real because I saw one of these beings. I encountered one of these beings. So I know that there's something here that's not human, that's more intelligent than humans, that has access to technology that surpasses anything we have. Because I saw one of these things and I saw one of the craft up close. There was no way that this thing that I saw, which, which was within 20 feet of me, was made by mankind. There's just no way right and all these people that have encounters right not all not, not all of them could be of course there's probably some hoaxers and liars out out there but no a, a great percentage of them are telling you the truth right a great percentage of them are telling you the truth we're living in this phony reality uh, where it's unknown whether there's life out there yet the scientific community right now is at the at, for the most part the scientific community will tell you that there's no proof whatsoever that there's extraterrestrials uh that are on this planet that they're present here that's what that's that's the official scientific community stance at this point it has not changed even though and it should be it should have been changed a long time ago right there are some scientists who definitely are brought have been brought in on this right secretly right that are, are looking at this studying if there has to be there has to be so, but we're again, we're living in this Alice in Wonderland fantasy. Most people are, where the, this is the, the world, the world, the way that's painted by the mainstream media and the scientific community, for the most part, and the and the Pentagon is 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 the way the world is, and there's nothing strange about it. When in actuality, there's a whole bunch strange about this place, right? A lot strange about it. A lot of things going on around us, right? That's not being that other people know about, but they're not shared for whatever reason. Uh, and I guess some people will say, well, well, maybe that's the reason for the cover-up because what you just said, if that theory, what you just presented is correct, well, then why in God's name would they ever, uh, why would the government ever uh, want to spill the beans on that? They, the, the, there'd be too many people panic. Well, so what? I, I, I don't, I, I still think that the truth needs to come out. I think everybody needs to know about this. You know, I think the truth is better than uh, this pretend land of make-believe that uh, the government has uh, constructed uh, this, this phony reality it's it, the truth is always better i hope that's not the case i hope that this isn't some colonization plan my, my heavens i mean that would be the worst thing i mean that sounds horrible i mean what, what would they do with everybody then i mean when, when the change comes what does that mean for everyone else you know uh i mean because you have to remember too the, the power that these beings could have over people it's it's amazing i mean they they could make you forget they could make you do things that you don't even you, you don't even understand why you're doing you hear so many different stories people driving a driving a car down a, a lonely highway at night and then suddenly for some reason driving on some back road that they they don't even they just weren't 
even thinking about doing and they don't even know why they're doing it next you know they're they're getting abducted by an alien and brought on some ship and they lose time and they don't know what happened and then maybe a couple years later they'll they'll finally keep wondering about it and then they'll finally go to a hip uh, psychiatrist and they'll get hypnotized and it will all come back to them and they'll realize my god i was completely under alien control and i there was nothing i could do about it so if there's a change that does come right i mean you have to wonder what kind of power do these beings have uh, to would they be able to uh, basically control the everyone on the planet at the same time? Is that possible? Do they have the, the technology to do that? Or maybe maybe that's what they're working toward. Maybe uh, they don't yet. Maybe they, they it's only limited at this point. And 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 when the rest of their comrades get here for this uh, uh, to finally uh, take control of the planet, right? To, to to finally completely migrate here, and it's time to get rid of us. Maybe that. Maybe they'll be ready then. Right, maybe that that whatever that to take control of us or not, maybe have us all walk off a short pier, uh, off a cliff, off a short pier to, into the ocean somewhere, or maybe who knows, maybe fly us out. Uh, maybe that's the whole plan, right? They're going to get rid of us that way. They're going to have us all uh, mindlessly walk onto a mothership, and then that mothership's going to hover out over in the middle of the ocean, and it's uh, the the floor will drop and we'll all just drop into the ocean, you know, and that will be it. You know, that, that's how they'll get rid of us. We'll just become. We're all, we'll all become fish food. And then, meanwhile, the aliens will just take control of the planet. Anyway, it's all speculation. doesn't make me right. Uh, but it's something to think about. You know, it's not very pleasant, I guess. But hey, hey, have a nice day anyway.